0: channel some kind of christmas
1: special the Advent calendar house will not be seen tonight because it's an audio podcast welcome to a very special episode no one wanted to see but everyone will hear covering a very special episode of batman the animated series from 1992 yes it's christmas with the joker I'm diseased maniac Mike Westfall, and joining me are two very merry helpers. First, a familiar face on the show. It's the clown prince of customary gruel, Joey O. Hey, Joey. (laughs) Hello, Michael. Wow. That That was eerily good. Thank you. Oh, and secondly, a man who fights endlessly to prove once and for all that Gotham City is in the Garden State. From the Purple Stuff <laughs> podcast, it's Jay from the Sexy Armpit. Welcome, Jay. <laughs> How do I follow that? I feel
2: like I'm in the room with Mark Hamill right now. Those, <laughs> those uh, impressions were fantastic. Actually, I could, I could try. Maybe let me try something on my own. Let's do it. It's never easy with the Joker impressions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's no Kevin Conroy, but uh, I had to give it a shot. So uh, thanks for having me on,
1: guys. Yeah. It was good not better than I can do. Uh, so all three of us are really big Batman fans, and, and we grew up with and love the animated series. But I want to know, before we get started... Uh, where this particular episode, where Christmas myth, the Joker falls among your favorites is a top tier like myself or does it kind of fall somewhere in the middle or bottom for you to uh, let's start with Joey.
0: Rewatching it the other day, it's pretty thin. I mean, we'll get to, you know, the more about the episode, but I mean, I like it for, you know, the nostalgia of it and the importance of it. But there's a lot of episodes I love way more than this one. <laughs> no offense to, uh, you know. The lawful family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i i gotta say you know there's a lot of stuff online where when you when you really look into critiques of the episodes some writers go into real depth and detail to to try to prove that, like you know joey was saying it's it's kind of a thin episode so not much is going on, but especially from you know uh, a young kid's perspective, which you know most of us were when we were, we were watching this. Like, uh, I think it's such a classic, and it didn't really matter at the time. It was more like, oh my god, this is Batman and a Christmas episode, it, it, and and it's kind of a weird population of people like us where that would appeal to us. Yeah. You know, like I could talk to you about probably a hundred of my friends who. A Christmas Batman episode wouldn't mean a damn thing. But like to me, (laughs) that was like, no way. This is like the best of both worlds, you know? So I think for me, you know, I have no complaints. This is one of my classics. One of the, you know, like probably if not, you know, if not the top 10, it's definitely way up there for me.
1: All right. Uh, I I think that was a good year because didn't Batman Returns come out in 1992? That was a good year for Batman and Christmas kind of. Yep.
0: Yeah. I could talk about this show, like, forever. It is one of my five... Batman Forever, ah! Huh? Uh, one of my five <laughs> favorite shows of all time, I would say. I really love yeah. Batman Animated Series. We could just talk about this for, like, hours. There's actually... I'll plug a podcast that I think is um, done at this point, which is Batman the Animated Podcast. It ran for a couple of years. Um, there's a, a, like, sketch comedian voice actor in L.A. who put it together. Um, his wow. name is Justin Michael, and he had, you know, a lot of the writers, a couple of the actors. He had Paul Dini on, like, I don't know, eight or 10 times. And he did episodes about every episode, not every episode, because he ran out of episodes, but, or he ran out of episodes of his podcast. But okay. yeah, a right. lot of like what's in my brain about the show in the last few years is because I listen to every episode of his podcast over the last like four or five years, however <laughs> he ran it. Uh,
1: I did listen to one. Well, I think it's still going. It's up in the, in the hundreds, uh, but it's called the Arkham Sessions. And it's a little different perspective. Uh, one of the hosts, she's a psychologist. Um, so she takes that perspective and goes into these episodes and I'll bring that up a little later because, uh, well, it's a Joker episode, so (laughs) lots to say about the Joker. Uh, but as far as where I would rank this, I thought really long and hard and, I mean, I'm wearing those rose-colored nostalgia glasses because this, I think, is my second favorite episode.
2: Wow. That's interesting, because it's the second episode of the series.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. Well, it's the second one they produced, not the second aired.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Right, Mm because they wanted to air it... Yeah, closer to Christmas. Yeah, it aired November 13th, 1992. I don't know if that was a Friday or not, and I'm not looking it up now, but... It was. (laughs) And... You know That might be too high, but because I still watch it every December and it holds up for me, I'm keeping that at number two. Number one for me is also sort of a wintry one. It's Heart of Ice, focusing on Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's a pretty popular choice for yeah, number one. It
2: is. What's your favorite, Jay? Geez, you know, I didn't even come <laughs> prepared with that, but uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, if I had to if I had to just go with something, like, really quickly, uh, it sounds really bizarre, uh, maybe. But I think I'd really love Perchance to Dream. Ooh, uh, that's a good I, one. I, I love the uh, the raish episodes. Yes. But, I mean, you know, I got to say, like, the first episodes that I saw were the Catwoman episodes that were aired as a preview with Red Claw. Oh, and wow. Th- they aired those as, I don't know if you guys remember, they aired them before the series
1: started, you know? I, No, I don't remember that at all. I just remember going in and the first one I saw was the one with Man Bat.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the way they did it, I'm sorry, I'm going to be pedantic about
1: this. I guess. But yeah, no, On Leather Wings aired on like
0: a Sunday night, I want to say, at like 7.30. And then I think Cat and Claw... Uh, Claw was um like the first two weekday episodes. Okay. Which yes, um, let's see. I they're all the air dates are on the Wikipedia entry right now. So
2: I think what happened was though, is that um yeah, it was like you said, it was Sunday night. I remember on Leather Wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But no, they did do a preview of uh the Red Claw episode. It was like on a weekend morning. And that's Oh, you're right, you're
0: right. Actually, I'm looking at this, you're right.
2: Yeah. And I, but the only reason why I remember that so vividly is because that was, uh, we had been waiting. I don't know if you guys were in the same boat as me. You sound like you, you are. Um, but I had been waiting so long to see the actual finished product of this because I used to read, um, I don't remember the exact, uh, magazine, but it was like some sort of comics digest where they did a preview of it. It was like a kind of a fold out and it had all the character, uh, style guide, you know, to that you would see coming up in the show. Oh, I've seen that. I yeah, that's it was, that's what pumped me up yeah. so much to see the show. And when I finally saw it, I guess those two episodes, the back-to-back episodes, was like such a vivid memory for me. Not to say it's the best or anything, but I'm like, oh my god, the show is amazing, you know? Oh yeah, and, sure. Yeah, so it was a good tip-off. Not to say, You know, god, there's so many, like they're all they great. Really and now that I start thinking about some, just the last one I'll throw out there, I'm a huge fan Of the episodes with um, Clayface. I love Clayface.
1: He's underrated. So,
2: Yeah, there's just a few. Although, of course, I love this episode, Christmas with the Joker's classic.
1: Uh, And and while we're talking about first, uh, and it was the first produced episode featuring the Joker. And that means it's the first performance of the character by Mark Hamill. And at this point, it had been almost a decade since Return of the Jedi. And he had taken quite a bit of some time off. Did some smaller projects in the late 80s and early 90s. But I'd say this was easily the highest profile thing he did since Jedi. So I don't remember when I learned that it was Luke Skywalker doing Joker's voice. Do, you, do either of you remember?
0: Well, I had something similar to what what uh, he was saying about I, it was one of those like newsprint comics, like free magazines you got at the store and it had an article about like all the voice actors and who they all were. And I think it might have even had in there the whole Tim Curry thing. We talked about that in an episode last year. Do we want to mention that really quick?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. I have it here. (laughs) Tim Curry was supposed to be the voice of the Joker. And uh, he auditioned. And he was deemed too scary for the Joker. Because, I mean, it's a kid's afternoon cartoon. So they brought in Mark Hamill.
0: Well, they already did a couple episodes with Tim Curry and then Mark Hamill to go back and redo them. And this was definitely one of them because yeah. it was the second episode mm-hmm. they produced. So there is audio out there, like, you know, in the vault. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's something uh,
2: I've, I've actually brought up. I don't remember. There was a, a podcast I was on where I was saying, like, if, if I could only hear uh, one of these episodes just to see how it would turn out, because I think it, it, his voice would not Not to take away from Hamill, because I just think Curry's voice would fit real well with some of these episodes. Okay. Uh, I and I. I just think like being such a huge fan of Tim Curry and knowing his previous roles and everything, like it just seems to fit, you know, but you know, when you really think about it, um, like we were talking about when you're seeing a preview guide and it all the voices are mentioned. I remember reading that Tim Curry would be the voice because it it had gone that far. Like you said, they recorded episodes with it, with him, you know, so the Mark Hamill thing was kind of a surprise, but God, he just knocked
1: it out of the park. He really did. I think his performance is being called groundbreaking for voice acting now. But uh, I mean, he brought this new energy to the Joker that I feel like maybe we got a glimpse of from Jack Nicholson. But um, one thing I I read was Hamill said he worked to make the laugh kind of multifaceted to reflect his current Mm -hmm. mood. And you can definitely hear that in this episode. But it's just it's more of a maniacal laugh that even Jack Nicholson was able to bring to it. And I was just hooked as soon as I heard it. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal <laughs>
2: laugh. <laughs> One thing, you know, you're saying like he, you could see the different facets is his performance, especially. And I, I actually was going to bring that up uh, because in this episode, he, he does do a few other voices. You know, he's doing like the puppet, the mouth yes. puppet and all these different <laughs> things. He's doing all these different voices. It's, you know, he's
1: incredible. He's such a talent. Oh, yeah. Now... Now that you mentioned that the Tim Curry thing, it's hard to imagine this one episode in Tim Curry's voice. He could do it, but it would be a completely different tone to the episode.
0: Yeah. Do you know how Mark Hamill sort of lobbied for this role too when they um when they they were recasting it? No, do tell. He's in Heart of Ice. He's he's a uh, Ferris Boyle, that's his name. He's like the, you know, the executive that screwed uh, okay, Victor Fries. Right. Mm-hmm. And he does on that episode he was like oh because he's such he is a huge nerd like oh, did yeah, you read anything yeah. there was a there was a um i think it was when force awakens came out they did a big feature on you know the three there's and mark hamill was like you know ground zero for like collecting marvel and dc stuff when he was a kid and he he's you know he's all in on all this stuff and has been his entire life mm-hmm, so he's yeah. like i really want to do like one of the Batman villains can i do like thank you for casting me as this one-off you know quirk por- dude but i want to be a villain and he finally you know that's how he got in on it it's great
2: and, and he, he, like you said he's
0: he's a collector too like he he's mm-hmm. got
2: so much stuff like it's like a toy land in a <laughs>
0: if i remember correctly from that it might have been that rolling stone feature he was into the early letterman stuff like like when he was first on nbc He knew yes. like well i don't know if it was the daytime show and he has video he recorded it on vhs like that's the kind of like stuff I did when I was in you know yeah. high school and stuff. Yeah. he has like, <laughs> I bet he has stuff that like NBC doesn't have, that like Worldwide Pants doesn't have, like somewhere in his collection, probably, which is insane. Because he was famous by then too. That was after Star Wars. Oh,
1: I know. But I mean, it, Mark Hamill's story is great because like he didn't let any of that fame kind of change the nerdy side of him, uh, and and now that he embraces it, even on Twitter and everything, it's just it's mm-hmm. very heartwarming. So, and, and Joker's big first line, I want to talk about this. Jingle bells, Batman
0: smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel to the Joker,
1: got oh, away. I want to talk a minute about Jingle Bells, Batman smells, because <laughs> I've met younger people who think that song originated from either this episode or from The Simpsons when we hear Bart sing it in the first <laughs> episode of that show you guys have heard that song before either of those, right?
0: Yes. I was like yeah. in fourth grade at least.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I can remember way, I could remember it back yeah, to like maybe first or second grade. And, and cause I used to have it. I love that you brought this up because it's just one of those things that, um, I saw someone comment on Twitter, uh, and the comment was essentially, uh, I don't like when people sort of brag that they were you know they saw a movie uh when it came out or like in the theater or you know experienced something when it came out like as if they're better and you know i would not never say i'm better but when we're, we're we're kind of older at this point so if i can tell somebody hey that didn't originate in this cartoon okay you know like, <laughs> let me let me clear that up because <laughs> it didn't it goes way back and whoever came up with it is not credited
1: <laughs> no because it goes, it apparently goes back even farther than our childhood. So yeah. back in 2006, uh, there was a blog by a software engineer by the name of Bob Weir, who kind of crowdsourced people's personal histories of knowing about Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Lady <laughs> egg, and all that. Uh, and the general consensus uh, from the comments reading those is that this dates back as far as the 60s around the time the Adam West TV show and movie were popular. Yeah. So I would have never guessed Contact. that it was that old. I remember it just, I don't know, they they always attribute it to just playgrounds, and somehow there's this viral element that spreads around the country. Like, why does every kid know that the floor is lava? <laughs> my three-year-old knows that the floor can turn into lava. I didn't teach him that yet. And he just, <laughs> my wife's like, did you hear him? And I'm like, we're not there yet, but all right, now we're here. Floor's lava.
2: I think it, you know, it, it lent uh, ammunition to, like you said, kids on the playground. That actually was probably how I first heard it because I remember I was such a huge Batman fan, and like I was always known as like the Batman kid because most of my friends weren't into any of this stuff. So yeah. if any, anyone wanted to kind of start some crap with me, that's one way to do it when you're like five. <laughs> <laughs> So I used to get that a lot.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I remember hearing the first version I heard of that was that Santa smelled and Rudolph laid an egg. But very shortly after that, it turned into Batman and Robin Just And then the second part of it with the Joker getting away, I was like, oh, okay. Well, now for some reason, the song makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, one other thing I want to bring up about this. It's a blink and you miss it thing, but... Apparently, right as the Joker is about to get away and he ascends the big Christmas tree that turns into a rocket, uh, he salutes this other inmate at Arkham who resembles Charles Manson. I saw that. I saw that reference. You did see that reference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, now I. I
2: have, no, I'm saying I saw a reference. I never realized it, though. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But now I have this headcanon of Charles Manson just spending his Christmases in the 90s transferring to different institutions around the fictional universe because I think he was also in a Christmas episode of South Park in 98, I want to say. For some reason, he just like, yeah, let's let Charles Manson transfer to a, another institution uh, for Christmas.
2: <laughs> Halfway, <laughs> like all the way across the country
1: there you go yeah right
2: because <laughs> I think he was in California he was wasn't in he?
1: California Gotham is <laughs> yeah. in New Jersey we we've established <laughs> yeah he ends up in Colorado in the late eight, uh late 90s so
2: <laughs> that's it is kind of random but it it
1: uh I guess for those of you I don't think any of us kids would have picked up on oh that, but... <laughs> I didn't pick up on it until I watched it again it was just like that's supposed to be Charles Manson and I looked it up yeah that's supposed to be Charles Manson <laughs> I love how many things that animators love to just hide in their episode.
0: Yeah. Let's throw some inside jokes. Have you seen the uh, the Batman animated book? It's one of my like most prized possessions because it's way out of print right now. Oh really? It's a book yes, yeah, by all the, you know, a lot of yeah. creators, Paul Beanie did a lot of work. And it's yeah, it's got sketches, it's got like models, and and there's a famous drawing in there of like there's everything we couldn't get past the sensors, and there's, you know, knives and alcohol and <laughs> oh, alright, not yeah. wearing much.
1: So then we cut to Christmas Eve at the Batcave and Oh, wait, wait, let's
0: say one more thing about how that rocket tree is up there in the most insane joker plots ever. Is that he somehow how did he do that? How do you turn a Christmas tree <laughs> into a rocket? That he puts the star on to- not even a star, he puts the topper on it, and that turns it into a rocket, that turns it on. Crashing through the room
1: this whole plan this entire scheme that lasts the entire episode is just so far-fetched and that's what i love about batman villains is that you can't do that with any other villain without it being ridiculous but somehow in gotham city it makes perfect sense For the Joker to have hijacked a tree, turned it into a rocket, and then he's later on, we're going to see he turns a TV or a radio satellite into a cannon. And he's got like an entire closed down uh, toy factory at his disposal. And it's just, I love that about Batman villains. Did you
2: notice... Did you guys notice? Like, he really loves to uh, take over the airwaves. I think he's just got a secret love and like broadcasting. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, Joker's like this big pirate radio fan. I feel like there's another <laughs> episode. It might have been. It might have been a Justice League one, but I feel like he's done this again. He's done it again. He did it in. Uh,
2: I think he did it in one of the movies too. He well, did he did it twice because he did it. In yeah, eighty yeah, nine, yeah. mm-hmm. and then in, in the Dark Knight, I think right. I think he he went on. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the yeah.
1: Tr- I haven't seen the Dark Knight since it's. Uh,
2: it,
1: yeah, it just I came he, out. It's just I think he's just
2: like he he's got a little thing for, for being on the air. He's, he's a got performer the for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's it. But I love the pairing uh, in this episode of old curmudgeon-y Bah Humbug Batman <laughs> with this cheery, full of Christmas spirit Robin who just wants to stay home and watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. But I like that Robin, because this is our first appearance of Robin in in the series too, I like that he's not turned up to 11. It's like three years before we get Chris O'Donnell Robin, and before that it was Casey Kasem Robin. But here, at least, it's a very new depiction of Robin, at least to me. He wasn't the campy, holy nativity Batman, boy
2: wonder. I thought they did a great job. You know, that's probably like one of my favorite Robins. He was like really well done. And, you know, I liked the design because it was based off when they revamped his, uh, costume in, um, in like, what was it? Uh, 1991, I believe when they revamped his costume in the DC comics. Right. So, so like they had based it sort of off that, which I thought was really cool, but like, like even the performance was great. And, and I like how, like you're saying, that it evened Batman out, you know? It was really cool like that.
1: Yeah, they actually felt, it felt more like a partnership. And yeah. we haven't seen that before. But yeah. but Robin wants to make a deal. You know, uh, if we go out on c- patrol in Gotham's Quiet with no sign of the Joker, we come back here, have Christmas dinner, and watch It's a Wonderful Life. And then comes probably my favorite joke of the whole episode. You know,
0: I've never seen that. I could never get past the title of that. <laughs> I always think of that because I've never actually seen It's War of Life and Oh really? I just love that line. I never asked the title. <laughs> I've never watched it either. I gotta be honest. <laughs> okay. I've seen all I've seen like every parody, you know, I've seen like Dana Carvey doing it on SNL. You've seen so many like parodies and versions of it. Oh yeah. It feels like I've seen it, but I haven't.
1: Yeah, well I mean I can only count the number of times I've watched it on one hand, but for some people it's every night a Christmas thing. But I mean it's definitely see it once. It's in AFI Top 100 if that means anything to you, but it is worth checking out before you die. But, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But, I I mean, I, I'm kind of glad that they don't overplay it like they do a Christmas story. I mean, I still love a Christmas story, but it's also because I'm not going to turn on TBS and just leave it on all day. So I feel like they're keeping it low-key with It's a Wonderful Life, and that's how it's still hanging on.
2: I used to watch this uh, every Christmas Eve uh, because that was like one of my traditions. Yeah. And, you know, we we used to tape all the episodes on VHS, me and my friend. And every year, every year we'd call each other the next day to talk about what we got from Santa. And then we would say... Uh did you watch Christmas with the Joker last night? This is like every <laughs> year, you know. We we must have did that for like at least 10 maybe maybe 15 years. Like it, it was a big long tradition. That's a great story. I still try to do it if I remember, you
1: know. Okay. I usually watch this kind of earlier in December. And I'll say uh like around between the 5th and the 10th I want to say. I have a very meticulous order when I watch things. It's just like all right, Halloween's I'll do Nightmare Before Christmas, and that will transition us in. And then uh, my wife has decided that the first thing we watch with the kids is Elf. And then we kind of go in a certain order. I'll throw the Muppets in really early. So, But Christmas Eve, we don't really have one that we stick to yet. I know we do the whole we read the Night Before Christmas thing, but we don't have that tradition of watching the same thing yet. But yeah. maybe this year we'll start it.
0: Yeah. I feel like I distinctly remember airing on Christmas one year. Like I remember being at my aunt and uncles and we always went there on Christmas and I have a specific memory of watching it on TV at their house one year. So that would have been
1: great. That's even better to watch on Christmas day. But uh, yeah, I definitely had it on a VHS tape too. And it was just kind of mangled in with a bunch of other things as you do. But so Batman and Robin are patrolling the city and it's very quiet. Uh, They almost find this uh, one thing Batman kind of is like, look over there, uh, and it's someone running after an old lady. But nope, here what happens is she dropped a package a couple of blocks back, and he's giving it back to her, which I thought was a very nice little one there. It's just, okay, Batman, just chill for a minute.
0: Way to profile Bruce.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's profiling.
2: Like, you're not going to see, like, an old lady kiss a kid for giving giving her back the pocketbook, though. No, so.
1: that was the best reaction, too. <laughs> so that convinces Batman to head back home. Uh, Alfred cooks the Christmas goose, and Robin gets ready to turn on It's a Wonderful Life, but it's not on the usual channel. He thinks it's the wrong channel. Oh, look, whatever Christmas special is about to start is on every channel and here it is, the Joker has hijacked the airwaves. Greetings from Gotham City, and welcome to the first annual Christmas with the Joker. I kind of make a big deal when someone calls something a first annual something, and it's just like, you don't know if they're going <laughs> to do a second annual one. I'm call this. This is the one time where I wish that he happened to throw a second one, at least. <laughs>
2: One of those like OCD things that you have, like, yeah. you can't, just can't be doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people make a big deal about Oxford commas. Uh, my stickler is the, the first annual thing. <laughs> I don't care about Oxford commas. And then the next thing we see is this giant Santa Claus tank rolling through Gotham. <laughs> He's got these wild eyes on the Santa robot and an arm's missing. And I want that as a toy.
0: <laughs> That's the second insane, complicated, mechanical thing the Joker does in this episode.
1: Right, and that's right up there with the Penguin's duck.
0: Yeah. It's also like he has Captain
1: Clown a couple episodes later. He just has so many robots at his disposal. <laughs> right? Like, it, it was his line, where does he get these wonderful toys? Joker <laughs> yes. has the best toys! <laughs> and they're always 50 feet high.
0: He's not the toy man. That's the other guys.
1: <laughs> go big or go home. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's got toy man, like working out a budget with him.
0: The <laughs> animated toy man. Ugh.
1: I mean, we got one in super friends.
0: Yeah, well, the one in, in Superman, the animated series, right? You oh, remember him? Yeah.
1: There's that one too.
0: Yeah. That's what I meant. He was the creepy okay. one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But I love this intro with Joker just kinda of pulling himself on a sleigh with antlers tied to a toy horse, and there's a Charlie Brown tree in the background.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and he's got the cardboard cutouts of like Batman and Robin in the audience and I Gordon's there and, and Lubbock's there. Bullock's there rather. But huh. it's just like a really elaborate setup with an audience <laughs> Wait, and everything. I, I think Mike,
2: you just wanted to throw in a coach Vic reference. Why don't you <laughs> just admit it? You got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I'm going to look back. He's probably in there. Yeah, I got, I got TGIF on the brain because the la- last time I recorded was with Chad who does the TPIF podcast. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Joker's introducing us saying, you know, as Batman had mentioned earlier, that Joker has no family. Robin wanted to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Joker's not going to do anything on Christmas Eve. Even Scum have family they want to spend Christmas with and Batman says he has no family. And Joker admits that, so he steals one for his own. And we meet the Awful Lawful family. (laughs) And here we have uh, Commissioner Gordon as Daddy Lawful. We have Summer Gleason as Mommy Lawful. And we have Bullock tied up and gagged as Baby Lawful. Uh, And they're all gagged with just candy canes in their mouths. And those candy canes look very easy to spit out, you guys. (laughs) I don't know why they don't just do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they also think like when summer is moaning, they just clearly like looped the same, like kind of sound that she made like over like five, five times <laughs> that used to always bother me. I'm like, yeah. come on, you could have recorded her doing like a couple of different
0: sounds. <laughs> I
1: know. Every time I watch this, I'm just like, just spit out the candy cane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh wow! The I didn't know who really played Summer Gleason. Mary Devon. She's done a ton of anime, and her only other like American animation role, Carmen Sandiego.
1: Uh, wow! I never would have put that in together.
0: Carmen Sandiego Word Detective, and Carmen Sandiego Math Detective. I never saw those things.
1: No. Okay. Not oh, e- not she? the original.
0: <laughs> no. Ah, Some bo- other, other animated series, but oh, she's wow. done a hey, ton man. of. Uh, Anime stuff. Okay. Digimon.
1: I kind of slacked off with this one on voice acting because, I mean, oh. we have Mark Hamill. We have Kevin Conroy. We have all the regular players here.
0: But we don't. Oh. This is one of the few episodes where Clive Revel is Alfred, not from Zimbalist Jr. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. A bit more droll. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little bit jarring, too, because if you're, you know, you're used to this
0: one's like, whew. a little tough to get used to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, like, Kevin Conroy, you can tell, like, it's one of the first six episodes. He's a little more stiff performance
1: overall. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, again, it was the second episode they produced. Right. Got to get out the kinks. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's definitely passable. So, here the Joker reveals... I'll bet Batman wishes he had a family just like mine. Personally, I think relatives are a bore. So Batman can have them. Eat. He can find them by midnight. (sighs) Otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the first part of his plan. Uh, And then we cut to Laffy and the Blowed Up Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Here's impression number one. We have Joker doing a little hand puppet like an old, not, oh. I had it and I lost it
0: sherry lewis
1: no not not even with just it, i think it was an edgar bergen thing senior wences sorry that's it that's it but it's laughy joker's helpful little elf see joker it's sure nice of you to get back breath a present oh, i'm just that kind of guy
2: it's an exact replica of gotham city
1: It has everything, even trains and bridges.
2: Bridges? I just love blowing up bridges.
1: I want that model of Gotham City.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing.
1: I've always wanted a train set in my house, and if I could pick one, that might be it. They have the Disney ones that they sell around here, but all of those pieces are just, like, really big and, like, Mm plastic-looking. That Gotham City one, that or, I mean... The one one of the parts of Superman Returns I like was the big model city in that too. Yeah, and we could put them side by side, Metropolis and Gotham.
2: I'm with you. I like that.
1: There we go. So we cut to the actual President's Bridge, which is being blown up by Donner and Blitzen, and I believe one of them is also the voice of Kevin Conroy.
2: <laughs> it's got, you got to be economical.
1: Yes. Uh, and we find out that Summer's mother is on the train that they blow up the bridge at. Now, here's something I noticed. Jay, we've established Gotham's in New Jersey, but this is a very mountainous scene. <laughs> I know. It almost, it looks like, it
2: looks like something out of like Dark Shadows or something. Yeah. But Yeah, there's a lot of mountain. Maybe they're up in like northern New Jersey. <laughs> that's what
1: I'm thinking, because the place I always thought that they kind of, put Gotham in in New Jersey was kind of near Atlantic City or on the coast. Yeah. This has got to be northwest if there's that. We can put it next to Crystal Lake.
2: We can put it next to uh, the Palisades
0: Mountains or something. There you
1: go. Perfect. (laughs) Alright. It's canon now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like the canon the Joker's about to use.
1: Oh! So, well Batman and Robin get to the train in time and Robin unhooks the the passengers and Batman gets the conductor out and uh, they stop it just in time. And, and we get our first little bah humbug from Laffy. Bah humbug. I hate Batman and Robin. Then let's get rid of them. Oh boy. Let's do a
0: snowman.
1: <laughs> so Batman is, isolated the signal from the broadcast up on the top of the observatory in Mount Gotham, and he turned the telescope from the observatory into a cannon. (laughs) How? When? We don't know. Right. How do you do that without anyone noticing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you have the giant uh, gift-wrapped jack-in-the-box with Joker's face on it. I love that Joker, like, stays on model with his face on everything. <laughs>
0: hmm. Well, that's the whole point of uh, the, the casino episode. Oh, that's that's why that's true. Oh, that's not... It's just called Joker's Casino. Joker's Wild, wild duh. Joker's Wild, that's it. Yeah, the, the guy builds a casino that looks, you know, the Joker's face all over it to irk the Joker so he can <laughs> come out and blow it up for him for the insurance money. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs>
1: And then once they get into the observatory, you have more jokers. you have like the little machine gun hand jokers. who are all doing that <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that thing
2: that's great
1: and you could tell it it was hard to tell, but I think Mark Hamill did like that whole thing. it didn't look probably. like it didn't sound like it was looped to me, maybe a probably. little bit, but then he probably did. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, at this point to dispatch of those Batman yells out to Robin, "Robin, operation cause and effect." <laughs> Why does that need an operation name? <laughs> just say cause that. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like something they practiced over and over again. It's like a drill, which is just <laughs> which is something Batman would do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, especially if it was, like, if it was the Adam West Batman, definitely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And here they, you know, they disable the cannon and everything, but Joker's not there. So they're trying to figure out, all right, where is he now? And Batman admits it's up to him now to give him a clue. And only a miracle can save the hostages is what he actually says. And, uh, here we come to impression number two is the upside-down chin with the angry face. Uh, where's that bat fella? And that robin fella? Oh, they're going to spoil my Christmas. What's the matter? Can't they figure anything out? Time's up. I'm
0: robbing everybody out at
1: midnight.
0: Oh, I have something to say about that.
1: <laughs> oh, do you? Watch
0: the animation of that thing. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. When he turns right side up, he has like the little like sweater attached to it. Uh He takes it off and it comes off of his face. like (laughs) It's like a cloth almost with the face drawn on instead of it just being drawn his actual face. But it's also like pale Joker skin. It's a very weird animated moment.
1: (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to find a screenshot for that or like like turn it into a GIF or something and put it in the show notes. You need to. Okay. But, uh, but Mr. Angry Face Chin says something to the effect of, what's the matter? Can't they figure anything out? And here <laughs> is where I think I want to talk about the psychology of, of what Joker's going through. Because it it's where I start to see kind of the true insanity behind Joker. He wants Batman to find him. Is he that lonely on Christmas that his only family is Batman and he wants to just, he lives for that cat and mouse game with him?
0: Ooh, you're right. I buy it.
1: And I think, I feel like, you know, mentioning the Arkham sessions again, I think they might have pointed out there that, you know, Joker just really needs some company for Christmas and he can't think of anyone who actually wants to hang out with him, but Batman, because that's the only one who's going to, you know, actually pursue him. Robin wanted to stay home.
2: <laughs> My, that's his, like Batman and Robin, that's his uh, extended family, you know? They can't live without each other,
0: really. Yeah. Yes, going do this forever.
1: <laughs> right there, it is. <laughs> then we cut to Summer opening this wrapped gift, and at what first looks like her own free will, but you know, she's probably opening a gun pointed her off screen, but because otherwise it makes no sense. But here it's a Betty Blooper doll, <laughs> which is public domain Betty Poop. That's a kid's doll. But who was it? I forget the the name. There is a villain that's like that, right?
2: The ventriloquist? Baby doll? Baby doll. Baby doll, yeah.
1: Oh, but she had the blonde hair, didn't she? You know what? No, I'm thinking of Drawn Together. She looks like the one from <laughs> Drawn
0: Together. Oh. Ooh, there's a shot I haven't thought in a while.
1: Yeah. Well, Robin comments he hasn't seen the Betty Blooper doll in years, and but Batman off the top of his head knows, <laughs> well, they don't make him anymore. The Lafco Toy Factory went out of business 14 years ago.
2: <laughs> he was a big fan, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, or like a business partner or something. Because at first I'm thinking, why does he know that off the top of my head? It was just like, well, you know, Bruce Wayne knows that off the top of his head because he would know if a business uh has to get liquidated or whatever. He's a businessman. Yes. So he's searching for the location and Batman is texting and driving before (laughs) it was cool. (laughs) Did anyone else notice that? No. (laughs) You see him punch it up in the computer. I'm sure he's done that before, but I guess this is the first time I watched it where it popped out to me. He's like, you're texting and driving. And it's not the little monitor thing like CarPlay they have now where you get the touch screen. It's got buttons and he's typing. <laughs> and it's the Batmobile. Why doesn't he have a microphone? And it's just like, Batmobile, go to third and main.
0: Yeah. He has like Bluetooth because they'll talk to Alfred over it a lot.
1: Yeah, and they're watching yeah. TV. They're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they, I don't, I don't know if it's a Wayne's World signal thing where it's just one car or <laughs> But uh, they get to this Lafco Toy Factory, and I love the facade of this building. Because it's this <laughs> giant, creepy-looking clown face on top of, like, what, you know, looks like just beat-down old Axis Chemical Factory. How's that not the first place you look for the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, and you see kind of Joker uh, on an overhang there and he's so excited he's delighted that Batman finally found him and he starts kind of like dancing around and playing the nutcracker suite in the family uh, in the in the factory rather uh, and, and then they bring out some more giant robot toys it's the toy soldiers with the fun little angry face on them that look like they're from a 1930s cartoon and more of these toy planes with the Joker's face on them uh, and and then here's the plan that I like that Batman comes up with where they hide behind the giant teddy bears and then kinda of Batman just kind of throws his cape off. Now I thought that the cape and the cowl were attached, uh but remind me, I don't know if that was the case in the animated series.
2: I thought I think it was just situational, like it you know, yeah. It, yeah, I think it it's supposed to be, but in this case they probably needed it, so they just okay. you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cape acts uh, one way when they needed to act one way, and it's yeah, it's a cape of convenience. It's a cape and cowl conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he gets his cape back, and then there are no bullet holes in it anymore. Uh, and then Batman tells Robin, "Keep your eyes open for the Joker." Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> A comment. Uh, but then he uh, pulls behind this curtain revealing himself and his hostages uh, tied up hovering hovering over a giant vat of some kind of boiling liquid. When I was a kid I thought this was lava but that's not where <laughs> lava goes. So You
0: assume it's acid with him at all times.
1: It's red though. I mean, it, like a very hot tomato bisque is what I thought it <laughs> might be. I thought they said it was
2: like it was like plastic or something.
1: Oh, that could be like,
2: To make the toys. I, I don't know, though. I have no idea.
1: I, I'm i going with it, Jay. i <laughs> <to> something. <laughs> Joker tosses Batman a present and he says, well, go on. Open it. And Robin says, don't do it. But Batman is going along with it. And that's what I like because Batman wants to go along with the Joker's game. Every time. <laughs> We always see it out to the end. So I feel like they have this mutual respect for each other that he opens the present and it's a pie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and this is just, again, great performance by Mark Hamill. Just it sounds like he's dying of laughter doing it. So he he, he says something like, I can't stand it the most genuine thing and you can't get that from a lot of actors even the ones who do kind of like have to do a laugh track in a cartoon but here it is the most genuine thing I've ever heard and then my favorite part about this scene is that we get this 10 second long shot of Batman like getting all of the pie cream off of himself <laughs> to take Joker did you notice that how it just seemed to take at least 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pacing for the show was very often slow just because of the inspiration behind the animation style. I feel like watching very old Superman cartoons, the animation was just... It was more fluid, so it looked like it was slower. But this felt more like it was Peter Griffin from Family Guy falling down and doing... ah. For sixty seconds, <laughs> but Joker cuts the rope and Batman leaps to save the hostages. He tries to grab Joker, and this is my last little favorite bit that he does. Joker has a fake jacket on with a fake <laughs> set of arms. That's also very complicated to have in advance. Amazing. <laughs> <he was> <laughs> But I like that's another thing I watch, and I remember saying, "I want a jacket like that. I want a joke jacket, and I don't know why I wanted that. It was just like was <laughs> I anticipating someone grabbing me by the arm and just like psych <laughs> did either of you have one thing that the, like one big toy or one big thing the joker does that you absolutely wanted for yourself in this episode? Oh man, uh, uh, hit Batman with a pie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, it's, it doesn't really, it's not like a toy per se or anything he used to defeat or try to defeat Batman. But, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed his, his television in on the set or wherever he was. Like it was sort of like, it was an old school, like tube TV, yeah. but it had like the, it had like the Joker face on the top of it. Oh. It was it was almost like a branded joker t v which I would love to have
1: <laughs> I'm look this up because
2: <laughs> yeah I I, I, yeah I don't I know noticed. if it'll be online, but maybe
1: I do see it, okay, <laughs> if you do a Google image search of Christmas with the Joker, it was yeah. the second uh picture that came up because oh. it was uh, still that someone used for their YouTube video on this one, like oh, the first okay. one is the title card, and then you see it. There's a little Joker face. Wow, this is great because it's like three. You have the face on the TV and then you have on the screen is the Jack in the Box Joker on the top of the mountain. And then you have the actual Joker kind of with his handout displaying the TV talking to the audience. Yeah. That's a great shot. Absolutely. Uh, I want a TV with my face on. I don't want a TV with my
0: face. (laughs) I I noticed Bruce's TV because it's huge. It's like a 70-inch TV, but it's also – you know. Black oil and it's got this, you know, <laughs> 50s, <laughs> 60s gold around it.
1: Right. <laughs> but Batman does manage to, well, no, what happens next is Joker trips on a roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't buy. Like, I don't, I don't know if he put it there on purpose. He's like, all right, I don't have any more tricks, so I'm going to get caught now. Because every other detail was so planned out so well. And he trips over some roller skate that's falling around. That's just lying there. <laughs> uh, and he's about to fall into the red plastic. But Batman kind of catches him. And here's where Batman kind of shows his twisted sense of humor. He does that little uh, fake drop thing. And smirks at Joker at the end saying, Merry Christmas, Joker. This Merry Christmas, Joker. Bah, humbug, uh, and then we're back at Wayne Manor and it was nice of Commissioner Gordon to give him that recording of It's a Wonderful Life, which I don't know if he happened to have or if he managed to tape it or someone managed to tape it while he was out being uh, kidnapped.
0: <laughs> Alfred did it for him.
1: There you go. Well, no, the commissioner gave it to him. Oh, yeah. I don't know, and then we have our, our last shot to end the to end the episode with with Joker singing his maniacal "Deck the Halls." That I'm not going to try to do, but uh, Joey, you are welcome to give it a shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la, la ha,
1: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> Every Christmas. <laughs> but any other discussion points you wanted to talk about this episode? I think we hit everything.
0: I have two more things in my notes. Do it. Oh, nice. Uh, One, this episode is the only episode written by Eddie Gordetsky. And this is another thing I learned from that podcast. This guy is, uh, he did some animation work, but he is now very rich because he is one of the main, like, writers, producers, uh, et cetera, of Mom, Two and a Half Men, and The Big Bang Theory.
1: (laughs) Nice. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Man,
1: that's That's a hat trick,
0: yeah, Uh, for your bank account. This was the
1: only, yeah, that is the only episode he did. Um, and wait a minute, gotta go way back up here in my notes because it was also the only episode directed by Kent Butterworth. His name is yes.
0: Also, did you have? Do either of you have the Batman and Robin animated uh, SNES game?
1: No, I've not. I
0: played it. Yeah, I played it. I didn't own it. I knew when I was watching this that they used some of it, and yeah, the first level is the Joker level, and it's a mix of. I had to look this up. I definitely remember the train being a part. I think you fight mm-hmm. Joker on top of a train, and you fight him on the, the um, roller coaster, which I think is in Be a Clown. But all the levels were sort of loosely based on episodes. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I got further in that game than I remembered. <laughs> I assumed I got I to play it, that but- again. Yeah, level 7 was the Riddler. I definitely remember playing that. I
1: haven't played a Batman game in so long.
0: Um, uh, the know. one
1: I had that I loved was Return of the Joker. Oh, that was I used to rent that from
2: Blockbuster. That was a yes. tough one. Oh,
1: yeah. That's why I had to like I got tired of renting it so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to buy it cuz I got to finish this thing, man. You didn't have save states back in the day, kids. <laughs> you had to start from the beginning. Yeah. Well, thank you guys both for joining me on this. And if anyone listening wants to gag you with a candy cane that you could very easily spit out on your own, where can they pinpoint the location of your broadcast signal, Jay? Uh
2: you could check me out at uh at sexy armpit on Instagram and at sexy armpit on Twitter, and the website is sexyarmpit.com. And thanks for having
0: me on. All right, Joey. You can find me at I'm Gonna DJ24 on the Twitters uh, on why not radio at why not radio.net. and you can also listen to our uh, pop culture show on Why Not Radio, Words
1: with Nerds, where we talk about Batman <laughs> and other things. <laughs> and other things. And you can follow this show at adventcalendar.house and on Twitter at AdventCalhouse. And my personal Twitter's Fall West Mike. Gentlemen, thank you again so much for stopping by. This was fun.
0: It's a been a time. million lives.
1: laughs. <laughs> uh, we will definitely have to do this again with uh, both of you, either at the same time or not. But great talking to you finally, Jay.
2: Yeah, man. Great time. Thanks for having me and Absolutely. Joey. Uh, really good talking to you guys. Absolutely. Right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too.
1: Oh. Now a game, a barrel, la 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 Merry Christmas! The Advent Calendar House is part of the Christmas Podcast Network. To find more shows like this one, visit christmaspodcastnetwork.com. we're the elves from tista podcast i'm anthony i'm julia and i'm tom and tista podcast is a proud member of the christmas podcast network join us each week as we rank review and discuss all your favorite christmas movies and television shows sometimes we agree sometimes it's a verbal brawl but each and every week is guaranteed to be fun come join us Next time on the Advent Calendar House, Schools in Session. On Saturday morning, we're not going to study, we're going to party. It's a lesson in laughter. Of
2: course. And all new say by the bell tomorrow.